Episode five of the Jack Coleman Experience. The power of the punt. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Coleman Experience. Here I am once again on your radio, phone, headset, wherever you're listening. It's me. I'm here. Uh, It's me, Jack Coleman, and I am happy to be your neighbor for the next few minutes. Now, before we get started, remember, guys, we're in a review economy. If you like what you hear on the podcast, give us a like. Write us a review. I would certainly appreciate that very much. Remember, you can find the podcast on Spotify, on Google, on Apple, Overcast, Breaker, or any other places, most places where you find your podcast is where you'll find our podcast. So uh, don't forget to subscribe. So anyway, let's uh, let's get on with the show. Now, I'll talk a little bit about uh, my youth. I'm not as young as I used to be, but I've always been very competitive. I played sports in high school uh, and uh, junior high. I played football all throughout junior high. I played baseball throughout high school. I love sports. I love competing. Uh, and then as I've gotten older uh, and my ability to perform on those fields lessened, you find I found different ways to scratch the itch uh, from a competitive perspective. You know, play a little golf here and there. Uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, at work you can get competitive competing against your your uh, co-workers for whatever reason and whatever you're doing. Um, but, you know, I was that guy that picked up a PlayStation. Uh, I think my last system's a PlayStation 3. I played Madden a lot, played a lot of the baseball games a lot, but really uh, I love to play Madden. Uh, and I would, yes, I would play my friends. Uh, we play online sometimes. And uh, But for the most part, I would just play the computer. You set it up on, uh, on the difficulty level that, that is challenging enough for you and you just play. Uh, when I'd win, it'd be great. When I'd lose, I'd get frustrated. Uh, and that's just the way it is, you know, and that's the competitive nature. Uh, but for that being said, and for all the folks out there that are football fans, uh, it was always four down territory in Madden. It always is. And it's, you know, uh, there, there, there's a number of reasons for that. But the biggest reason is when you're playing, you never want to turn the ball over intentionally when you have the ability to score. Uh, and that's especially true in Madden because there were certain glitches and certain uh, certain plays you could run that were nearly guaranteed to get you uh, the first down that you needed. It was just the game was designed, and if you had a strategy, you could get the first down. Now, with that being said, let me impress upon you that Madden is not like real life football. Now, even though real life football coaches do go through a, uh, go for it on fourth down to try to get the first down. Uh, when you play football in real life, that 12-yard out route is not always open. Uh, you're not always going to be able to send the wide receiver out and have him square in so that way your quarterback hits him right there. Um, that's just not the way it works. So the ability to get the first down on fourth down and 10 is not nearly as achievable at Bank of America Stadium as it is in the living room of my house on my TV. And any coach on the planet is going to tell you that one of the best commodities they have is their punter on special teams. Now, punting is all about strategy. At any point in the game, when the offense has not been able to get a first down, a a coach is going to punt for two reasons. The first reason is, face it, he's just not confident that his team can pick up the first down. Now, whatever it is, you know, coaches will go for it and, If it's fourth and short or fourth and goal, you know, strategy goes into the planning. But uh, if he's going to punt, it's because he doesn't 
He doesn't feel like he can either hit the field goal or get to the first down. And second, he doesn't want to give the other team, the opponent, a better opportunity to score with great field position. The closer the other team is to the end zone, the easier the score it, it, it's going to be for them to score, and it increases the coach's opportunity of failure, right? So on comes the punt team, and when a punt is executed well, the punt is good. The defense holds, doesn't let the other team gain many yards, so they have to punt, and the coach has now put himself in a better field position than before. Now he can take, uh, he can then take what he's been, what he's learned from his last round of offense, and uh, apply it to his team, and then try to score again. So he's going to change his his strategy in order to give himself a better opportunity to win. And uh, so really, all a punt is a strategy to get closer to the score. It's not a solution to the total game. So you're never going to see a coach punt every single time. It just doesn't happen because there's going to be scores. There's going to be field goals. There's going to be things that it's going to change the strategy, but there's always a good time for a punt. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Jack, what are you talking about? I don't follow. Or in your best Woody voice, what are you talking about? From Toy Story. My little man, Jack Jack's all into that show right now. So, um, so I'm glad you asked that. So just remember, you can't be afraid to punt. At no time is it better to keep moving backwards. If you're not able to move forward, sometimes you have to change your strategy. It doesn't mean that you've given up. It just means that you have to put something new together and try again. So I'm just going to be honest and I'll give you my example. Um, I've had to take a break from the real estate industry. Not because I wanted to, but because as a caveman, you got to keep your cave and keep my cave lady and my cavelings fed and sheltered. I had to punt. Uh, You know, we talked about in uh, one of the early episodes, you know, running your own business, being entrepreneurial, it's an expensive habit. So you have to make sure that you have money coming in and, and, you know, when sometimes you got to make some some different decisions. Um, But I want you to keep in mind that my salary is just that. It's a salary and not a solution. So I had to punt. We're coming up, and, and, and what she and I are doing, Rifka and I, we're coming up with a strategy to keep us moving forward after the holidays. So what happened is, just like a coach did, we went our three downs. It's fourth down. We look. We don't think we can execute. Christmas time's coming. Bill's got to be paid. So we had to make a decision to punt. So we had to learn, and now we're getting to move forward, right? So I want you to know that any venture, whether it's entrepreneurial or something bigger, is full of strategic moments. I mean, that's life in general overall. And just because you overcook the pasta doesn't mean you're not going to eat. Okay? You got to recook the pasta or you got to find something else different to eat, right? And, and, you know, there's been books and tales told for years and years and years about losing something in order to gain something bigger. You lose the battle to win the war. I mean, have you ever played chess and you give away a pawn just so that way you can make a better move with your bishop or with your queen two or three moves later? Absolutely you have. That is the power of the punt. It's not about giving up It's a, or, or really about giving in. It's about knowing that you have to sacrifice something here in order to gain something long term. Um, you know, in battle, in strategy, you know, you talk about generals who have legitimately taken over, uh, uh, you know, retreated from an area that they had won just so that way they can make a different move that's going to help them long term 
win the war. So you can't get concerned when you have to punt sometimes. So I'm telling you this just to make sure that you remember what I've repeated on almost every one of my podcasts. One of my favorite quotes is uh, Les Brown when he said, it's not over till I win. Um, And each setback that I encounter helps me learn. Uh, It helps me learn what not to do next time a lot. You know, uh, being sometimes being overzealous and jumping right in is a great strategy. And sometimes it's not. Um, But being able to sit back and evaluate the strategy, examine what I can do different and then get back out and try to get ahead again. That's what learning is about. That's strategy 101. That's coaching. That's whatever it is. It's evaluating where you've been so that way you don't necessarily get there again. Um, my mindset is, is that I'm not going to lose until I run out of time. The game's not over until you run out of time. And hopefully I have a lot of time left. Um, just remember that each time you have to punt, you're that much closer to the score. So yes, take a moment and be discouraged. But then, as any coach will do, look at the pictures, look at the game tape, look at the film, look at the things that you've encountered that's going to help you get better moving forward. That's the power of the punt. All right, guys, so I'm going to move on uh, from that topic. We're going to talk about the rock moment of the week. So, uh, man, I'm out there all the time looking for people doing cool things just so I can tell you what I've noticed. And I'm going to tell you what I have noticed. Kids are really good at being kind. You know, there's an old saying out there that says kids are mean because they're honest. Man, kids are really good at being kind. So, uh... Keegan, our 13-year-old man-child and I, we were, uh, we were at his allergist the other day. Uh, Keegan is lucky enough to where he gets to go twice to three times a week and get a shot. I envy him so much because uh, he can go out three times a week and get a shot. Uh, I'm just kidding. I do not want to go get a shot uh, to keep me from breaking out into one big giant hive. Uh, but uh, anyway, so we were sitting in there and a young girl, she was probably about eight or nine. She came in with a box of candy canes and they were the good candy canes. Not not that the peppermint candy canes aren't good, but we all know that the candy canes with the, the, the candy flavor candy canes are the best. So I watched her uh, as she went around all the kids uh, and offered them a candy cane. Now, she also offered the adults candy canes as well, but uh, just watching this little girl with a box of candy canes walk up to a kid and say, would you like a candy cane? You know, that 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 was cool. When she was done, she went over, she sat down on her mom's lap, and you could tell by the look on her face, she wasn't super uh, into what she was doing in terms of being all about, hey, look at me, look at me. She actually, I noticed her eyes go down kind of humble at what she was able to do. And I know it tickled her. I know it had to. But just watching her be humbled by her kindness, that was something that you rarely see. Um, But just for her going out there and doing for another, I thought that was super cool. Um, And, and, you know, I I gave Maggie a shout out on Facebook uh, the day that it happened. But I wanted to do it here again. Uh, because you know what? That's parenting done right because parents, you you are the ones that help your kids learn how to be kind. So, um, but it, are you going out there and, and giving out kindness every day? Whether it be a candy cane, a pat on the back, a coffee, whatever. Uh, don't forget to rock. And, uh, and if you're not, get busy. And uh, Maggie, if you're ever listening, rock on, okay? 
So that's it. That's episode five. It's in the books or maybe it's in the cloud as it were. Uh, so I appreciate you listening. And again, I'd really appreciate a like and review if you could bring yourself to do it. Tell your friends about us. If you if you got something out of this today, uh, if, if you've learned something or, or I've, I've hit a nerve somewhere, tell somebody about it. Let them like it and uh, listen to it and uh, subscribe. Um, and we try to keep our podcast kind of short because the message is the message time isn't as important to us as the timing of the message. So um, hopefully this message has hit you at just the right time as you're looking out and trying to decide what's next. You know, as the holiday uh, season continues to get close, uh, we wanted to make sure that we had the opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas uh, or Happy Holidays to those who celebrate differently than than others. Um, go out and say hello to that neighbor that's by themselves, though. You know, we talk about rocking. Go out and say hello to the neighbor that's by themselves, the elderly person that's that's around that maybe doesn't get as many visits as you do. Um, invite them over to dinner. Take them dinner. Do something nice. And remember to be the neighbor that you want to have uh, this holiday season. Uh, and don't forget to rock on. So, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate it very much. We will talk to you soon. Have a great one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Coleman Experience. As you'd expect, this is Jack Coleman, and I will be your neighbor for the next few minutes. It's been a while. I am glad to be back with you today uh, and hope that you uh, you enjoy the show. So uh, now if you've listened before, you know uh, that I know that you know that we are in a review economy. And you know that I know that you know because I've told you so. So if this is your first episode, let me remind you that, uh, well... Yeah, let me remind you that we are in a review economy. When you rate us and write us a review, you're telling your other neighbors that we're pretty good people and that we're providing some good content. So uh, if you'd be so kind, if you could write us a review and rate us, oh, that'd be great, okay? Uh, oh, and uh, and tell your friends, okay, uh, so they can listen to our show too. Uh, and they can listen to our show, uh, our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and uh, a lot of other places that you can find your favorite podcasts. Uh, uh, so, uh, so let's unplug. So a few weeks ago, I was sitting with my, well, my current, when I wrote this, it was soon to be five-year-old. Now it is my current five-year-old baby girl, Kirkman. And she was asking me a question in her sweet little voice. You know, dad, dad, daddy, dad, daddy, dad, dad, daddy. My work phone. So I was, uh, I was digging in a report that uh, I had to get a response in on. And I looked at her and said, doodle, because that's what we call her. And when she's 20 years old, she listens to the podcast. Because I know she will. I uh, hope, maybe. Uh, I said, doodle, uh, give me just a second. Let me finish. And her response was classic five-year-old. Uh, oh, so your phone is more important than your daughter. So I stopped and looked at her. And there she was, her little eyebrows full raised with an incredulous, I love that word, with an incredulous look on her face. And she was waiting for my answer. So it stopped, or I stopped, and I told her uh, that she knew better than that. But I did have to give me a, she did have to give me a second, let me finish my work. I did, and then we went on to explore, after I was done, we sat down and we went on to explore the meaning of the universe, as only a daddy and his little girl can. And for the record, if you did not know, little nerds do not contain sugar. Only the big fat ones. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I learned uh, on that day. (laughs) 
but you know that got me thinking how much time do we spend on our devices um you know if you uh if you have an iphone it'll tell you uh it'll tell you just how long you spend it'll tell you uh uh not only what you how, how long you spend but what you spend your time on if you use your device for work that number is going to be skewed now with that being said how much time do you spend scrolling on your phone now, just for giggles, when uh, when I first started writing the podcast, uh, the content for today, and started looking at it, um, my average was seven hours and thirteen minutes a day on my phone for that week. Um, to make it worse, of those seven hours, I spent three hours and nine minutes on Facebook, of all things, scrolling, reading, commenting, and why was I doing that? Um, I, I average picking up my phone 59 times a day. And guess where my first click was, ladies and gentlemen, listening audience? You got it. It was right there on Facebook. Uh, now, I listen to a lot of talk radio, tune-in radio on my phone. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Pandora. But I waste more than three hours a day doing nothing more than looking at what people are doing. Now, if you count seven days a week, folks, that's 24 hours or that's 21 hours per week. That is one full day of my week spent looking at Facebook trying to see what other people are doing now we're all guilty and me personally by nature I am a people watcher so I'm always watching people and when I watch people I watch them so much more now watching their devices there's and there's all kinds of reason why right I mean there's addictive programming like TikTok Snapchat Snapchat not Snapchat that would be uh, that would be kind of a weird app uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, and it all keeps us with our heads down. We are we are looking to see how other people are living their best life, um, and, and we're looking to see if I posted something, how many likes did I get? How many shares? Did I get a heart on that? Did somebody comment? Oh, I better jump on, make sure I comment real quick. Um, so we're all plugged in, and it made me ask my it makes me ask myself, what are we plugged into? What in the world did we do before we got smartphones? So instead of dad watching YouTube, he was teaching his little people how to fish. Mom was sharing the experience of cooking with her kids, or and maybe dad was too, uh, you know, cooking whatever it is that they cooked. I remember growing up, my dad loved to bake. I think he still loves to bake. Um, but he loved to bake, so it was cherry cheesecakes and, and little tarts, uh, pecan pie tarts or pecan pie tarts, wherever you come from. Um... Uh, we weren't worried about Momo or swearing on YouTube. And some of the most important discussions that I remember as a kid and a teen was at the dinner table. We were plugged into each other, not plugged into a device. And, and you know, I, I would say to you that in order to, to plug into your not only your family, but your truest potential, you got to unplug. Our ability to learn and develop our imagination and and inventiveness are being sucked away by social media. Now it's time to remove the media and add more social. You have to come more. You have to become more intentional with your time if you intend to accomplish anything of significance. When was the last time that you sat down and actually wrote with pen on paper? You actually wrote something or you actually, the other day we were sitting as a family at the table and we were just drawing. Um, and, you know, little things. I was watching this 
I drew some trees and then Kirkland, the, the five-year-old, comes up and, and she has little red marks to the trees, little cherries to the trees, she called them. That's inventiveness. That's creating imagination in your not only your children but yourself. You have to be able to use your imagination too, no matter how old you are, because when that part of your brain stops working uh, where it needs to work, then, you know, are, are you still living? Now, you may still be breathing, but are you still living? So, with that being said, you know, the trend that was going around, uh, a trend that goes around is to pick your word for the year. Uh, so, the word I picked is present. So, I want to be more present with my family. So, I'm challenging you to do the same. So, set a time that you can put your device away. So, uh, maybe you put it down from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock every day. You walk in from the office. You walk in from work. Everybody's coming together. You know, that's getting close to dinner time. Everybody puts their device away. Um, So, you can be more plugged into your family. Maybe you turn it off completely after 7 o'clock at night. So, I try to make it a habit for myself of when I walk walk into the house, I put my work phone in one spot of the house. um, And I, I don't worry about it anymore. Um, now I may walk by as the day, as the evening passes and check in on email and, and whatnot, but I do the best I can to stay unplugged after, after five thirty six o'clock every day on the work phone, because, you know, after six o'clock, I have no desire. I have no need of it. Um, whatever comes in after that point in time, uh, can't hold until tomorrow. Um, the next step for me is to get off my personal device for more time. So, uh, I'll also challenge you all to keep your devices away from your dinner table. Use that time to bond with your family, to be present in the situation and the conversation. Talk about the day and the challenges as well as the wins and losses. Because how much, you know, when you when you ask your kid, hey, how was your day at school? And they say, uh, or what happened at school? And they say nothing. And you go back to scrolling on your phone. Folks, that is an awesome time to set and ask more exploratory questions. Dig in, okay? Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Dig in. Okay, Um, talk about those wins, help them through those losses. There's an opportunity to teach your kid how to be better and for them to go back and have memories of you talking to them that guess what they're going to do when they have kids. Technology is not going to do anything but get get more and more complicated and get more and more addictive. So why not put yourself in a position where you're teaching your kids now to move away from it a little bit? Be present with their be present with your family. Focus on their on, on your growth and their growth. So unplug to plug in. So now it's time to switch uh, some gears. Uh, so have you rocked over the last couple months? So the last podcast dropped right before Christmas, which I'm embarrassed to say, but it's part of what I've been doing over the last uh, few months is kind of unplugging a little bit, making sure that I was more intentional with my time. Um, what have you done to make an impact on another person's life? Uh, have you seen somebody else do something that you would consider a random act of kindness? Now, what I'm going to talk about today is a little different than a random act of kindness because it's not really random. Um, if you follow us on our Facebook page, Sunday we shared news of a, of a local high school student who was struck by a car. Uh, he had numerous surgeries and uh, he passed away uh, about 24 hours later, uh, Saturday evening. Um, and I want to make sure, I don't want to discuss the kid's name. I, I didn't really want to discuss his family's name on the podcast. Um, just because I didn't feel like that was, that's not the appropriate thing to do. Uh, but what I will share with you uh, is I shared 
along with uh, with some other folks. I shared the GoFundMe page that popped up about 24 hours later, uh, or within that that 12 hour frame between the, the young man's passing and and uh, and my my post. And uh, I've done a little digging, done a little research. Uh, the GoFundMe page was was looks like it was it was put out there by the mother's the young man's mother's supervisor at work. Um, and uh, initially, it was just five thousand dollars to say, "Hey, you know, um, let's help this family out, help them get through this time uh, between arrangements." Nobody knows what's going on there, and and you know, mom and dad, it's going to be tough, right? So as of the as of my, my recording on this podcast, um, the fund has raised nearly fifteen thousand um, dollars. So I want to give a shout out to all the folks who donated whether you donated with your name attached or anonymously. Um, when a community stands up and stands together, it's amazing the, result, the results they can achieve, in, uh, especially in a time of tragedy. Um, and this may not be a true random act of kindness, but it surely is a true indication of the good people can do when they come together. So I want to challenge everybody, don't wait for a moment of, tra- of tragedy. Get out there and do something for people. Get out there and make kindness what you do. We, we're teaching the five-year-old uh, that her superpower is being kind. So whenever she does something that doesn't jive with her superpower, we always try to ask her, hey, what's your superpower? And she'll roll her eyes and grunt a little bit. Kindness, daddy. Okay, well, let's try to be more kind. So, so challenge, guys. Let's get out there and be kind to each other. All right. Uh, so, so with that, that's it for the day. I appreciate you listening, and uh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. Um, it, it's it's super important for us to get your feedback. It helps us provide better content. When you let your friends know, they can listen. Hopefully, they can provide some insight on some content. Um, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, be on the lookout for us to do a few different things. I'm going to invite some people on the podcast with me to make sure that we can. Uh, we can make this everything that, that we really, truly want it to be. Um, so as I sign off, the last thing I'm going to tell you is put your phone down for a few minutes. Go spend some time with those you care about. If you're riding in the car and you're listening to the podcast, call your wife, tell her you love her. Call your significant other, tell her you love her. Um, whatever's on your phone can wait. Um, so I appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Coleman Experience. As you'd expect, this is Jack Coleman, and I will be your neighbor for the next few minutes. It's been a while. I am glad to be back with you today uh, and hope that you uh, you enjoy the show. So uh, now if you've listened before, you know uh, that I know that you know that we are in a review economy. And you know that I know that you know because I've told you so. So if this is your first episode, let me remind you that, uh, well... Yeah, let me remind you that we are in a review economy. When you rate us and write us a review, you're telling your other neighbors that we're pretty good people and that we're providing some good content. So uh, if you'd be so kind, if you could write us a review and rate us, oh, that'd be great, okay? Uh, oh, and, uh, and tell your friends, okay, uh, so they can listen to our show too. Uh, and they can listen to our show, uh, our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and uh, a lot of other places that you can find your favorite podcasts uh 
so, uh, so let's unplug. So a few weeks ago, I was sitting with my, well, my current, when I wrote this, it was soon to be five-year-old. Now it is my current five-year-old baby girl, Kirkland. And she was asking me a question in her sweet little voice. You know, dad, dad, daddy, dad, daddy, dad, daddy. Work phone. So I was, uh, I was digging in a report that uh, I had to get a response in on. And I looked at her, I said, doodle, because that's what we call her. And when she's 20 years old, she listens to the podcast. Because I know she will. I uh, hope, maybe. Uh, I said, doodle, uh, give me just a second. Let me finish. And her response was classic five-year-old. Uh, oh, so your phone is more important than your daughter. So I stopped and looked at her, and there she was, her little eyebrows full raised with an incredulous, I love that word, with an incredulous look on her face. And she was waiting for my answer. So it stopped, or I stopped, and I told her uh, that she knew better than that, but I did have to give me a, she did have to give me a second, let me finish my work. I did, and then we went on to the explore, after I was done, we sat down and we went on to explore the meaning of the universe as only a daddy and his little girl can. And for the record, if you did not know, little nerds do not contain sugar, only the big fat ones. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I learned uh, on that day. Uh, but, you know, that got me thinking, how much time do we spend on our devices? Um, you know, if you, uh, if you have an iPhone, it'll tell you. Uh, it'll tell you just how long you spend. It'll tell you uh, uh, not only what you, how, how long you spend, but what you spend your time on. If you use your device for work, that number is going to be skewed. Now, with that being said, how much time do you spend scrolling on your phone? Now, just for giggles, when, uh, when I first started writing the podcast, uh, the content for today, and started looking at it, um, my average was seven hours and 13 minutes a day on my phone for that week. Um, to make it worse, of those seven hours, I spent three hours and nine minutes on Facebook, of all things. Scrolling, reading, commenting. And why was I doing that? Um, I, I averaged picking up my phone 59 times a day. And guess where my first click was, ladies and gentlemen, listening audience? You got it. It was right there on Facebook. Uh, now, I listen to a lot of talk radio, tune-in radio on my phone. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Pandora. But I waste more than three hours a day doing nothing more than looking at what people are doing. Now, if you count seven days a week, folks, that's 24 hours or that's 21 hours per week. That is one full day of my week spent looking at Facebook, trying to see what other people are doing. Now, we're all guilty, and me personally, by nature, I am a people watcher, so I'm always watching people, and when I watch people, I watch them so much more now watching their devices, There's and there's all kinds of reasons why, right? I mean, there's addictive programming like TikTok, Snapchat, Snapchat, not Snapchat, that would be, uh, that would be kind of a weird app, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and it all keeps us with our heads down. We are, we are looking to see how other people are living their best life. Um, and, and we're looking to see if I posted something, how many likes did I get? How many shares? Did I get a heart on that? Did somebody comment? Oh, I better jump on, make sure I comment real quick. Um, so we're all plugged in. And it, made me ask my, it makes me ask myself, what are we plugged into? What in the world did we do before we got smartphones? So instead of dad watching YouTube, he was teaching his little people how to fish. 
mom was sharing the experience of cooking with her kids, or and maybe dad was too, uh, you know, cooking whatever it is that they cooked. I remember growing up, my dad loved to bake. I think he still loves to bake. Um, but he loved to bake, so it was cherry cheesecakes and, and little tarts, uh, pecan pie tarts or pecan pie tarts, wherever you come from. Um, uh, we weren't worried about Momo or swearing on YouTube. And some of the most important discussions that I remember as a kid and a teen was at the dinner table. We were plugged into each other, not plugged into a device. And, and you know, I, I would say to you that in order to, to plug into your not only your family, but your truest potential, you got to unplug. Our ability to learn and develop our imagination and, invent, and inventiveness are being sucked away by social media. Now it's time to remove the media and add more social. You have to come more. Be, um, you have to become more intentional with your time if you intend to accomplish anything of significance. When was the last time that you sat down and actually wrote with pen on paper? You actually wrote something, or you actually the other day we were sitting as a family at the table and we were just drawing. Um, and you know, little things I was watching is I drew some trees and then Kirkland, the the five-year-old comes up and and she has little red marks to the trees, little cherries to the trees. She called them. That's inventiveness. That's creating imagination in your, not only your children, but yourself. You have to be able to use your imagination too, no matter how old you are, because when that part of your brain stops working, uh, where it needs to work, then, you know, are you, are you still living? Now, you may still be breathing, but are you still living? So, with that being said, you know, the trend that was going around, uh, a trend that goes around is to pick your word for the year. Uh, So, the word I picked is present. So, I want to be more present with my family. So, I'm challenging you to do the same. So, set a time that you can put your device away. So uh, maybe you put it down from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock every day. You walk in from the office. You walk in from work. Everybody's coming together. You know, that's getting close to dinner time. Everybody puts their device away. Um, So you can be more plugged into your family. Maybe you turn it off completely after 7 o'clock at night. So I try to make it a habit for myself of when I walk walk into the house, I put my work phone in one spot of the house. um, And I, I don't worry about it anymore. Um, now I may walk by as the day, as the evening passes and check in on email and, and whatnot, but I do the best I can to stay unplugged after, after five thirty six o'clock every day on the work phone, because, you know, after six o'clock, I have no desire. I have no need of it. Um, whatever comes in after that point in time, uh, can't hold until tomorrow. Um, the next step for me is to get off my personal device for more time. So, uh, I'll also challenge you all to keep your devices away from your dinner table. Use that time to bond with your family, to be present in the situation and the conversation. Talk about the day and the challenges as well as the wins and losses. Because how much, you know, when you when you ask your kid, hey, how was your day at school? And they say, uh, or what happened at school? And they say nothing. And you go back to scrolling on your phone. Folks, that is an awesome time to set and ask more exploratory questions. Dig in. Okay? Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Dig in. Okay, um, talk about those wins. Help them through those losses. There's an opportunity to teach your kid how to be better, and for them to go back and have memories of you talking to them. That guess what they're going to do when they have kids? 
technology is not going to do anything but get get more and more complicated and get more and more addictive. So why not put yourself in a position where you're teaching your kids now to move away from it a little bit? Be present with their fam- Be present with your family. Focus on their on on your growth and their growth. So unplug to plug in. So now it's time to switch uh, some gears. Uh, so have you rocked over the last couple months? So the last podcast dropped right before Christmas, which I'm embarrassed to say, but it's part of what I've been doing over the last uh, few months is kind of unplugging a little bit, making sure that I was more intentional with my time. Uh, what have you done to make an impact on another person's life? Uh, have you seen somebody else do something that you would consider a random act of kindness? Now, what I'm going to talk about today is a little different than a random act of kindness because it's not really random. Um, if you follow us on our Facebook page, Sunday we shared news of a, of a local high school student who was struck by a car. And he had numerous surgeries and uh, he passed away uh, about 24 hours later, uh, Saturday evening. Um, and I want to make sure, I don't want to discuss the kid's name. I, I didn't really want to discuss his family's name on the podcast. Um, just because I didn't feel like that was that's not the appropriate thing to do. Uh, but what I will share with you uh, is I shared along with uh, with some other folks, I shared the GoFundMe page that popped up about 24 hours later uh, or within that that 12 hour frame between the, the young man's passing and and uh, and my, my post. And uh, I've done a little digging, done a little research. Uh, the GoFundMe page was was looks like it was it was put out there by the mother's the young man's mother's supervisor at work um and uh initially it was just five thousand dollars to say hey you know um let's help this family out help them get through this time uh between arrangements nobody knows what's going on there and and you know mom and dad it's going to be tough right so as of the as of my, my recording on this podcast um the fund has raised nearly fifteen thousand dollars um, so I want to give a shout out to all the folks who donated, whether you donated with your name attached or anonymously. Um, when a community stands up and stands together, it's amazing the result, the results they can achieve, in, uh, especially in a time of tragedy. Um, and this may not be a true random act of kindness, but it surely is a true indication of the good people can do when they come together. So I want to challenge everybody, don't wait for a moment of of tragedy. Get out there and do something for people. Get out there and make kindness what you do. We're teaching the five-year-old that her superpower is being kind. So whenever she does something that doesn't jive with her superpower, we always try to ask her, hey, what's your superpower? She'll roll her eyes and grunt a little bit. Kindness, daddy. Okay, well, let's try to be more kind. So, So challenge, guys. Let's get out there and be kind to each other. All right, uh, so so with that, that's it for the day. I appreciate you listening, and uh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. Um, it, it's it's super important for us to get your feedback. It helps us provide better content. When you let your friends know, they can listen. Hopefully, they can provide some insight on some content. Um, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, be on the lookout for us to do a few different things. I'm going to invite some people on the podcast with me to make sure that we can. Uh, we can make this everything that, that we really, truly want it to be. Um, so as I sign off, the last thing I'm going to tell you is put your phone down for a few minutes. Go spend some time with those you care about. If you're riding in the car and you're listening to the podcast, call your wife, tell her you love her. Call your significant other, tell her you love her. 
Um, whatever's on your phone can wait. Um, so I appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you guys next time. Episode seven of the Jack Coleman experience. What do you do when there's storm clouds on the horizon? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Coleman Experience. I am Jack Coleman, and I will be your neighbor for the next few minutes. Now, as I always do, before we get started, we, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, are in a review economy. If you like what you hear from the podcast, give us a like and write us a review, please. Uh, To those who have already done it, I really appreciate you. Uh, To those that are going to do it as soon as you get off uh, listening tonight, Uh, or today, or whenever it is that you're listening, uh, I appreciate that very much. Now, again, you can find the podcast, if you tell all your friends about it, on most of the places that you find podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, uh, Overcast, just to name a few. So, uh, anyway, uh, leave us a review. Let let your friends know, but uh, until until that happens, let's, uh, let's get on with the podcast. Now... Today's going to be a little different. I wanted to spend today uh, kind of getting back to some of the roots of what we were doing and talk a little bit about things to help you motivate yourself to get through whatever hardship it is that you're going through. Because I know that just like everybody else that, that is on the planet, you, my friend, are going through something today. And maybe it's not you, maybe it's somebody else, but I just want to let you know, don't give up. Because giving up is the easy thing to do. Anybody can throw their hands up and walk away. There are things that happen in life and it just seems to drag you down no matter what you do. And I promise you that in this juncture in my life, the ups and downs seem to be way out of balance. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day, you know, we, we are praying for a season of peace. Um, and hopefully it is, you know, it's not going to be soon, but it's going to be down the road. Um, But of all the options that I have out there of things that I can do, giving up is not one of those options. You know, uh, a a little more than uh, almost, gosh, I guess in July, it'll be almost two years ago, I was working at a job and during an HR training, uh, the person encouraged folks to consider perspectives. And they talked about your life's timeline and how to create one. And basically, you draw a line on a piece of paper. Everything above the line is all the positives and everything below the lines. You guessed it went below and at the end when you had the graph of ups and you had a graph of ups and downs and uh you know eventually i'll work on mine i think i i I dig it up you know and i want to place it out there potentially on the facebook page but what you're always going to notice is that no matter what you have ups and downs and sometimes you have more than uh more of one than another and you may say duh uh but it is important to consider the perspective Rifka and I have been talking, uh, we were talking the other day about our last eight years, like I was saying. In that time, you know, we started dating, we got married, we had kids, we got promoted, we started businesses. Uh, we've taken trips and, you know, we have loved each other and our children and the people, a lot of the people around us beyond measure. But you know what else? We've also struggled financially. We've lost jobs. We've lost loved ones. We have been betrayed uh, by those we've trusted. And, uh, and we've had to settle for much less than we wanted, uh, you know, uh, materially, I guess, 
uh, at this time in our lives. Now, I'm willing to bet if you review your timeline, you are going to see some of the same struggles. And many times when you go through so much, you get depressed. With the rise of social media and the ME in media is, for me, in bold and capital uh, letters, we feel worse. You know, because social media is all about me. It's all about you and your opinion of me. And, and, you know, all of your contacts out there are living their best lives if you look at social media. Um, and, you know, they're having house parties. They're having golf outings. Man, they're going on European trips, cruises. And there you are, struggling to keep your sanity while arguing with a complete stranger about why your particular political icon is better than theirs. Your blood pressure is rising. The vein in your forehead is bulging. And why? Why is the vein in your bul- in your head bulging? And it's because you've lost power over your life and you've got nobody left. You've got nothing left. As a matter of fact, I would even say you're like, if you've not seen, here's a spoiler alert, Toy Story 4, you're like Woody trying to figure out if Forky is all you have left. So I started writing this uh, this episode about 4 a.m. Wednesday night or Wednesday morning. <laughs> I guess it felt like Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday morning. Um, and I'm reminded, you know, as I was sitting there writing, I thought about the book of Job in the Bible. If you've not read it, I encourage you to do so. No matter what your faith life is like, whether you're a Christian or not, the book of Job is uh, is is something that. No matter what you feel like, it's, it can help you direct your faith. So as the story goes, Job is one of the wealthiest men in the world, uh, in his worldview. Uh, he's got tons of financial riches, a huge family. Uh, he's healthy. In the blink of an eye, he loses everything. Now, I don't want to give it away as to why he lost everything. I would encourage you to go out and read it and understand it and ask your pastor, preacher, or something about it. To get some worldview understandings. But in the blink of an eye, he loses everything. And during his storm, during the worst time of his life, uh, he chose not to give up. Everybody around him was saying, hey, you got to give up. You know, this isn't going to work out for you. Might as well just kill yourself. His wife, even his wife, the woman that he was married to, as as the Bible reads, tells him uh, that things are so bad that he should just go ahead and curse God so he'll die. Uh, and do you know what Job did in his deepest despair when all things around him were falling apart? His children were gone. His riches were gone. His health was, his health was fading. Job fell down on his face and he, he worshipped uh, his God. So I said that to say this. You know, storms pass, folks. No matter how bad it is, no matter uh, what that storm cloud looks like on the horizon or how scary it looks, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass. Now, it may go on for a long stretch of time, but the storm will pass. And maybe your life seems like the weather here in the Carolinas. It seems that every sunny day you get, you get 10 days of rain and misery. The storm may tear up everything you have, but again, your storm will pass. And you know what you get when the rain passes? You get to enjoy a bountiful harvest. Getting back to the book of Job in the Bible, it says uh, that when Job uh, Job fully recovered, he, he fully recovered his riches and, and he gained more uh, 
uh, wealth and, and family. And I, you know, I, I started to I started to write this. I'm going to add it anyway. And I wonder, you know, from a little perspective, literal perspective, um, you know, the what what part of those riches were most important to him? I for me, it would seem like I don't really care about the material things. I bet Job was there uh, afterwards. He really didn't care about the material things. He cared about his family. Um. So in that vein, I encourage you to remain faithful to the process. There's a process to the storm. You know, there's the preparation for the storm. There's the enduring of the storm. And then there's the process after the storm. Things are going the way they're going right now because you're either harvesting or you are preparing for the harvest. So above all else, ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 I'm begging you, no matter how bad it is, don't give up. Because the people that are around you are watching you. The people that depend on you are watching you and waiting to see what you're going to do as you're going through this storm. And certainly what you're going to do when the storm passes. So switching gears just a little bit, I'm going to close out this show by giving you a call to action. Now, I've done a little bit of this in the past. I always call it my rock moment of the, uh, of, of the podcast. I want to get to a point where I get more consistent and I give you a rock moment of the week. If you don't, if you if this is your first time listening, rock R A O K, random acts of kindness. Um, if you have a neighbor going through a storm, uh, and you do, you just have to look around, be present. Um, you have a neighbor going through the storm, you know of somebody feeling down and discouraged and depressed. Depression is real. Can you take a few minutes just to say hello? Can you reach out to them? And tell them you're thinking about them. Maybe you can bring them a snack or, uh, you know, my wife is a great baker. Maybe bring a cake over um, just to let them know you're, you're, you're thinking about them. Just the gift of your time could encourage them. And who knows, maybe when you give a little bit of yourself the storm that you're going through won't seem quite so bad. You know, I I said it a minute ago, and I want everybody to understand what I'm telling you. Depression is real, and I don't care who the person is. Um, You know, there there was a young lady here locally to us that, that, you know, got depressed, and she did a horrible thing. And, and, you know, my wife and I were talking about it. It was like, where was the people around her to encourage her and lift her up? You know, you never know what somebody's going through until they get through it. So, please. Be the neighbor that you want to you want to have. So, um, so again, I, I appreciate you listening. And uh, I said in the beginning, I'll say it again. I would really appreciate a like and review if you could bring yourself to do it. Um, tell your friends about us, and uh, if you've got something out there, uh, if you if you tell tell your friends about it, if you got something out of it today. Um, th- this podcast is probably going to stretch out eleven or twelve minutes, and and uh, it's quick. And I hope the message. You know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The the uh, the message time is not as important as the timing of the message. So uh, I hope that uh, you got a good message. Uh, you brought you got something out of this message today. So um, I hope you have have a blessed week uh, coming up, and uh, don't forget to be the neighbor that you want to be. So we will talk to you guys next time. Have a blessed week. <laughs>